Welcome to Beyond Distribution with GTDC Podcast. Frank's guest today is Kirk Robinson, who is the Executive Vice President and President of North America for Ingram Micro. Kirk talks about the investments Ingram has made in several areas, including cloud and professional services, and his thoughts around the employee and customer experience. Please note, this episode was recorded prior to the Ingram Micro One Conference, which will take place the week of November 7th. Listen and enjoy, and don't forget to review and rate. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to our GTDC Beyond Distribution podcast. And I'm delighted today to have Kirk Robinson, Executive Vice President and President of North America for Ingram Micro uh, with me. Kirk, welcome. Thanks, Frank. Great to spend time with you. Yeah, it is. It's been uh, it's it's been terrific. Well, obviously, we've known each other for years and uh, have kind kind of gone through a lot. So this is a this is a welcome opportunity to kind of catch up and also to have you know all of our listeners share in uh, some of what is really an exciting time I know for Ingram Micro. Absolutely, great yeah. times. Glad to talk to you about them. Yeah. So obviously, recently. Uh, you know, there's been a number of key leadership changes. Uh, and of course, you know, Paul has taken over as CEO recently, and you've got a new chief digital officer in Sanjay. So a lot of changes at uh, in Ingram Micro. Can you talk a little bit about that and how people are feeling and what the impact is to the organization? Yeah, I think everybody's fired up. Obviously, Paul's been around for many, many years. He, uh, he took a brief five-year stint to go out and run uh, Punch Software. And, and once he sold that, came back and joined Ingram and continued to rise up the ranks. So to have him take over CEO, it, it's just awesome. Um, mostly because he's so close with our partners and our vendors. He really understands the inner workings uh, and needs of our partners and vendors. So that's a tremendous help. And then I would say on the chief digital officer front, bringing Sanjeev Sahu on board has just been tremendous. Um, he came on board with a vision and I've been around Ingram 29 plus years and I've seen several people come in with visions. And so I wanted to spend time with him and really understand what he meant when you know he was going to bring in the ability to build this platform and uh, the more time we spent with him and started to see demos the bigger believers we were that we were about to go through something game-changing at ingram and what will happen within the industry yeah well i i definitely want to talk to you about that that's um i know that's a big big deal and it's a huge announcement uh, the only comment I'd make before that is, you know, one of the things about, you know, Ingram Micro that I think a lot of people appreciate, and I certainly know I did when I worked very closely with you guys on the vendor side, and, and actually as a, even as a customer when I was with um, with a solution provider, is the is the consistency and the experience that a lot of your team has. I mean, you know, Paul's obviously been around for a long time. You mentioned 29 and a half years, you've been there. I just think it speaks well to any organization that's able to have that level of consistency in place. Customers feel good about that, feel good working with your teams. So. I, I think it's a big statement for the culture of Ingram. 
that we, we want to stay around. We want to keep rising up within the company and driving the business uh, to where the possibilities are. So we're very excited with where we're at right now and even more excited directionally on where we're going. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that because certainly, you know, <laughs> there's no shortage of change and there's no shortage of opportunities, you know, in the space that, that you know, we live in, right? And you're living it every day. Um, you know, one of the things that struck me, Kirk, is uh, a few years ago, actually it was pre-pandemic, you know, you spoke at the Bob conference. And at that time, you told the audience that Ingram Micro had invested at that point a half a billion dollars in, you know, your cloud platform, your, you know, your digital footprint, if you will, et cetera. And then obviously you've kept up the investment since then. Um, and I know this is a critical area in the marketplace and a lot of people are, are, are talking about and sometimes frankly confused with, you know, the difference between marketplaces and platforms, et cetera. Um, and you guys just recently made a major announcement with the introduction of XVantage. And uh, I'm sure you're excited about that. I know there's a lot of folks in the industry really interested to understand more about it. So talk to us a little bit about that and tell us what's, what, what you guys announced and what's happening there. Sure. So Xvantage is our digital platform and it's got three parts to it. There's X for C, which is Xvantage for customers, X for A, Xvantage for associates and X for B for Xvantage for the vendors. And right now we've, we've launched it in pilot and in the US, the US and Germany are the two countries that are going first with the platform. So we've probably got about 40 partners on board with about a hundred users. And right now these partners are on there testing out the capabilities, uh, the backend capabilities, order shipping, tracking all the different areas of the platform and we're getting really strong feedback on how intuitive the platform is. And really this platform was built to ease the way partners can buy solutions and buy technology. And it's built on a platform that has AI and ML running through it. So the more they buy, the more intelligent the platform gets about the solutions and the technology they're buying for particular end users and starts to make suggestions. The other part of the value we get out of this is all the investments we've made on engineers, certified associates, that's where they can really add value to our partners as we understand them more and more from the data that we currently have on their business. So we're very excited. It's gonna be, it's gonna be unique in the industry. And I think it's really going to be a game changer, Frank, and I've been around a long time. And to see how quickly Sanjeev and team have come in and built out these capabilities. And we'll wait to let our partners share their thoughts with everybody, because that's really the proof in the pudding. But I'll tell you right now, I couldn't be more excited directionally where we're heading. Yeah, it, it sounds it sounds terrific because I'll tell you, and this is one of the things that I think uh, I see a lot of, and I'm, I'm sure you do too, is a lot of people just don't understand the complexity still associated with, 
you know, doing business in the environment that we're currently in, right? Right. And and the view is, oh, you know, somebody will toss up a marketplace and <laughs> you can put an order in in the marketplace and everything is good, like a like an Amazon, you know, uh, uh, personal order for you know something that we would order for our our, our personal right. use or house, right? And they don't understand the level of complexity still required, and you use the word, to bring a solution to an end user. (laughs) And it's amazing to me all that's included in that, right? It is. When I think back, I mean, that's the beauty of our industry, and we've both been in it for a long time. I think think Ingram was either one or two billion dollars when I joined in 1993. Wow. And we're, you know, 55 billion now. And, and that goes the same for the other distributors that have been around. We've all gone through this incredible growth. And that's because it's complex. Yeah. That is why you know this, you live and breathe and preach into the choir here. But the complexity in our industry drives us every day to be looking at what else can we do to simplify this industry for our partners. And, and be buying and selling of solutions. Yeah, and you know, I had a conversation not long ago, Kirk, with with one of your good, you know, one of your good solution providers um, up in the Northeast, and I and I was asking him, you know, t- with all of the options out there, with all of the discussions regarding, you know, distributors being, if not disintermediated, disintermediated at least becoming less significant. Um, tell me your view. And he said, you know, he said the, 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 the fact that we've transitioned and we've had this digital transformation or we're in the middle of it um, and we're transferring from a hardware dominated, you know, kind of space to SaaS, if you will, doesn't change anything. He said it's still as complex as it, as it ever was. And he's in some cases, it's more complex because you need somebody to manage the subscriptions, you know, manage all of the details associated with you know, the various solutions to, I, my distributor still does that for us. And, and I want them to do that for us. And in in this case, his distributor was Ingram micro. And I thought it was a great conversation because, you know, when you talk to folks that aren't as plugged in, they don't realize the amount of work and effort and frankly, foundation that's been built that enables you guys to do that kind of work on a consistent basis, you know? Absolutely. I would say two things. One, every time I hear distribution is going to get disintermediated, that means we have growth coming. <laughs> that's, that's just the way that's played out over the years. And the other one is the hardest part of our job is really describing all the things we can do for our partners because it's so vast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. In fact, I've had discussions with people where there'll come a point when you'll start rattling it off, their eyes start to glaze over. And, and so what I've started doing instead is using, um, you know, sort of case studies yeah. to say, you know, okay, here's an example. And they resonate a little better with that versus here's the list of all the things that can be done, right? It's just, right. you know, so. So um, one of the things, Kirk, that though is very interesting and, and um, I know, you and I talked about this before not long ago, is that, you know, for a long time, a lot of the value that, that, you know, distribution provided was what I'd say around the box, if you will, right, associated with the, the actual, and that's changed significantly. And services has now become, 
you, you know, really important professional services and the ability that you have. Um, one, I know you're adapting a number of things with programs and offerings, but two, I also know that today's a significant day because I think today's the day you guys, your new leader for your services organization starts, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thrilled. We, we hired Paul Hager. Uh, Paul was a partner of ours. Uh, he built and sold a couple of MSPs. He was the president of our SMB Alliance Council for several years. Uh, he's just a great guy and he knows services inside and out. And I had told Paul that I wanted to hire a VP of services. And I told him specifically, I wanted to hire a partner because I think it would bring us instant credibility of having a partner on stage that has lived in the world of the other partners that are sitting there. And they understand the nuances of that game and having walked in those shoes. And I'll tell you, Paul, Paul knows technology through and through. He can talk security from, from front to finish and to bring him on board and look at all the things we're currently doing within the services world and then help narrow that focus and that strategy around those advanced solution areas like security, data center, infrastructure, where many of our partners are coming to us asking for help. So this is a great opportunity for Paul to help set the strategy and start to build out the right team so we can support our partners even more de deeply in the services area. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Um, and, and I totally agree with you. You know, it's kind of interesting, Kirk, when you and I met initially, I was on the vendor side, obviously you were on the distributor side, and I used to think, you know, from my standpoint, being on the vendor side, that I invested a lot of time in trying to understand, you know, the solution provider world, right? Sure. And, I, and, and I prided myself on understanding that. But I have to tell you, it wasn't until I went and became a solution provider for a few years that I really understood the yeah. world that they live in and the right. requirements that they have, um, you know, and, and so hiring somebody from that space is exactly what needs to be done, I think, you know? Yeah, we, to, to your point, Frank, we knew a lot about services, but you can never know as much as the partners who are living and breathing it and have all those needs. So to bring Paul on board, it's gonna give us a huge leg up. Yeah, no, that's great. And I mean, it, it's another good example of kind of staying in tune with your customers and, and you know, the folks that, that you're doing business with. You know, Kirk, you mentioned one of the things you just mentioned is near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, you mentioned SMB Alliance. Um, you know, I remember VTN, of course, it was VTN originally, and then it became TrustX Alliance. I, on the vendor side, completely believed that that was a really important group for the vendor community to get in touch with. But also, it was a really important group for other solution providers to be part of because it provided them so much perspective and help and even people that were competing with each other were helping each other right um so ingram seems to have remained significantly invested in that talk to me a little bit about that because i know you ran vtn at one point i did i was lucky enough to run it for a couple of years and uh have fond memories and i i've always had tremendous respect for the community and how it's grown and i think you start out 
when you're building a community, the key is having the right partners in it. You want the right partners that are focused on growth, looking to work with vendors, looking and willing to listen to, to their peers, willing to invest in areas to continue to grow. And I believe we've done a really nice job of that over the years. Uh, we've recently appointed Darren Gottesman over North America Trust X. And for anybody who knows Darren, you know, he lived and breathed DTN. He played a big part in the success that our big Apple chapter had. And he's got a passion for it. He's got a passion for our partners. So I knew he was the right person to put into the TrustX and SMB Alliance communities and take that to the next level. And I think you know, we're coming out of COVID. So you had a couple of years where you couldn't get together in person and you had to do everything virtually. And now we're coming back into getting back in person, looking to bring the vendors in and we're ready to take our premier community to completely different levels once again. Yeah, and and has the um, and I haven't obviously. Well, there really hasn't been a live event in a while, um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because yours is coming up. But um, so I haven't really engaged much. But is the enthusiasm uh, still there, Kirk, on the part of the solution providers? Because I because you're right, boy. The community that you guys had, the ones that I remember I associated with a while back, were just terrific. Yeah, it's one of the great things, Frank, because we've, you know, you and I have known it 20 plus years. Yeah. And while some of the founders are, are no longer in the business, it's just so enjoyable to watch the passion of the new partners coming in and really wanting to take it to new heights. So I had the opportunity to sit in with one of the mastermind groups that they focus on MSPs. And this is about 15 different partners from around the country that get together. And, and this is the peer group that was born out of uh, TrustX. And just to watch them share their P&Ls and open the kimono and talk about what they're doing and the talent and what they're paying, all in the concept of best practice sharing with their peers. It continues to be amazing of how that can help partners grow their business. So you look at look at that, you look at where we're going directionally with TrustX. Now we're taking it globally because we see the value in the partnership and in the community. So it's uh, it's exciting times. And, and I'm once again, having Darren over the North America piece is uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to meeting him. I, I, I know those Big Apple guys for years were really passionate. I got to know a lot of them really well. Um, and they were a fun group to work with. But, you know, the other thing that, that was really probably most significant about it, I felt, was, you know, in, in an open source world, right, where solution providers can decide on a daily basis who to work with, one of the things that, that, that BTN did and certainly TrustX now and those groups in general do is it helps create some loyalty to you know to to you know Ingram Micro in this case um, and and you know they think twice before they start working with anybody else because that they, they have a sense of you know loyalty that gets created through the through the group right absolutely and, and make no mistake Frank we know every day we have to get up and earn that business yeah. you know we don't sit back on our laurels and say well you have to go through us 
we wake up every day looking to work with these partners and, and prove to them why they want to go through Ingram. And one of the reasons is everything we do with the communities, the ability to get them together, share best practices. It's a massive think tank with some of the brightest in the industry, the first movers. That's why the vendors want to be involved. They want to see who's moving to the edge of different technology so that they understand where does their technology and solutions fit in. So it continues to be a shining spot of Ingram in how we continue to work with and grow the communities. Yeah, well, I can tell you from a vendor standpoint, um, it helped me tremendously start first developing relationships, right? Because it, right. It, it, it fostered that. But then secondly, a lot of it is what you do with that relationship once you develop it, right? It's right. right. And so you get to know folks and you get to know these business owners who, to your point, are really smart, dedicated, passionate people. Um, and, and any vendor that really wants to figure out how to work with them more effectively spends time with them. And it just, it's, it's so obvious, you know, absolutely, <laughs> almost too absolutely. easy. Um, Kirk, one of the things that's really resonating across the channel, you know, these days uh, is both employee and customer experience, you know, um, sure. and obviously the customer experience piece has always been a major part of it. And in the case of a distributor, you know, when we use the term customer, it's with solution provider, but you also, you know, have significant partnerships with all the vendors, right? But to even complicate things more, I think post-COVID, employee experience is also really significant, particularly with all of the discussions around, you know, hybrid work strategies and, you know, the quiet, what do they call it? The quiet quitting and all kinds of stuff yeah. going on. You know, talk about that because it makes my head hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Frank? It's, it's a wild world we're living in right now. Without a doubt, I would say a couple of things. I'll start with the customer experience because a couple of years ago, we took one of our tenured sales leaders, Tyler Coughlin, and put him in the role of VP of customer experience. And he helped us build out the framework of where we wanted to go with our customers to deliver a better experience. Because we honestly believe if you deliver a better experience, you'll win more times than not. So then you back your way into what does that mean? And it means different things for different partners. Um, I will say one of the things we changed was our net promoter score methodology. We used to go out once a year and interview our customers, our vendors, and we'd get that data back, but it took a little while to get the data back. And then you would look at it and say, okay, who's you know on the ranking of one to 10, where are people fitting? Tyler, took that and totally transformed it into our dynamics platform. So now we're going out with questions on a, a daily, monthly, you know, weekly basis with different partners and any score under eight immediately sends a flag up on our sales reps dynamics uh, screen. And it has the explanation and they call out and say, hey, I understand you just had an experience. And I'll tell you the success stories that are coming in. Just one quick one. We had a partner who scored a three because they didn't know how to find our licensing information. And the sales rep actually called them up 
and said, can you share your screen? I want to go on your intranet site. Took them to the Ingram logo, clicked on it, showed them the licensing logo, clicked on it, and it had all our current information. That's great. And so, you know, in a matter of minutes, they were blown away. I didn't know we had that, my own intranet site, and the stories go on and on. So we're really interested in how we can change the game on the customer experience. Yeah. On the associate experience, it's interesting dynamics. We're in a hybrid model where our associates are coming in two to three days. They choose the days. And what we're trying to focus on is how do we make those two, three days the best experience it can be so that it can be as productive as possible. At the same time, we're looking at doing everything we can to make sure the experience working from home is good. So it's, uh, you know, I would love to sit here and tell you we cracked the answer on or cracked the code on silent, quiet quitting or whatever these other things that are that are popping up. Uh, but it's a daily challenge, as, as we all know, when you look at what's going on from attrition, hiring in the economy. Yeah, and it's and it's certainly getting more complex versus less. I mean, you know, now that we've hopefully you know, gotten through the pandemic stage. Um, but, you know, it was interesting, Kirk, one of the, we did a CEO panel uh, at our last virtual GTDC event. Paul was on it. And Paul had a really interesting quote when we were talking about this. And it went, I, I may not get it right exactly, but it was something along the lines of uh, work is not a destination, it's an output. Right. Uh, and essentially, you know, and by the way, somebody who's worked from home for a long time, because, you know, in a couple of the jobs I had, my headquarters was in San Jose and I was in Atlanta. I've been right. doing it for a long time without the technology, you know, and, right. you know, you got to do what makes sense. And I know there's a lot of opinions on it. <laughs> Everybody's got a thought, but um, it sounds like you guys are spending the amount of time that needs to. I know you are on the customer side, but going back to my point about your consistency and the fact that you have, I think, an extraordinarily high retention rate with employees, you're doing something right. So keep it up, you know. Big, big focus on our associates. We care about them. We did a lot through COVID, calling out to those that were living alone, checking in, making sure people are all right. It, it all, it's all part of our culture. Yeah, yeah, it's no, it is. It. Yeah, it's great. So wrapping up, Kirk, um, I know that obviously, like all of us, um, we haven't had very many live events. You know, I know you had your um, cloud event in Miami live a couple of months ago. Right. Uh, I couldn't get to that. I, I almost, I was trying to, but I didn't. But I am going to go to IM1. I'm looking forward to it. Talk to me a little bit about what's coming up at IM1, because I think that's in November, right? Yeah, it's, uh, we're excited to get everybody back together in Orlando and see all of our partners and our vendor partners. Uh, so some great messaging from main stage that you'll hear from us around Xvantage. It'll be one of the biggest topics that we talk about because it affects everybody in the, in the audience. So uh, by that time frame, we'll have the majority of our partners on there and be looking to deliver to the vendor community, Xvantage for vendors. So you'll hear a lot about Xvantage, what it does for people. Uh, it is funny, I was back, uh, I went to both 
Toronto and Buffalo last week to spend time with the teams. And somebody asked, when is the training coming for the platform? And Sanjeev was asked that question a while ago. And he said, did you call Uber and ask them where the training was on how to use their app? <laughs> he said, if, if we need training, we haven't built the platform right. And the feedback we're getting from the partners that are piloting, Frank, is it is extremely intuitive. So we're, we're excited about it. And you'll hear a lot more about that. You'll, you'll hear a variety of topics of what we're doing around the different technologies and solution areas. And of course, cloud to make sure we're filling in our partners on how to get the best cloud experience and touch on what we're doing with diversity, equity, and inclusion, and a host of other topics. So we're really excited to get in front of everybody again. Yeah, I think it's great. And I think, you know, I think people uh, are for, certainly excited to come back. There's no question. Um, and, you know, coming back to this event will be great because not only will that messaging be really good, and I am very interested in, in understanding more about Xvantage, as is a lot of people in the industry, but also just you know, seeing your customers and the vendors and getting everybody together, I think is great. So that's good. Absolutely. So Kirk, one last thing. I mean, I, I can't help but notice behind you, you have your Yankee uniform. And, and if I wasn't sensitive, I would think it would be just because of me. But I want you to know that I have my Red Sox 2004 frame <laughs> thing here. So <laughs> I, I thought, Frank, wasn't 2004 the strike year? I don't remember that year. Well. <laughs> yeah, you draw a blank. I know. It ha same thing happened to me from like 78 or, or you know, 2003. But anyway, um, I may have to think about doing that. I got windows behind me, but I may move my desk. But, uh, you know, Kirk, look, it's always fun to um, connect. Uh, you know, we, we go back a long way. You know, we've been through a lot. Over the years, I was on the vendor side, you know, and but uh, and also I was a customer of Ingram for a, a, a long time. And um, so it's really great catching up with you and talking to you about what we're doing. And I know our audience will be interested in hearing it and also very interested in um, learning more uh, as time goes on about what, you know, what's happening with Xvantage, et cetera. So I really appreciate you taking the time to spend uh, to talk to us. Absolutely, Frank. It's great to see you, and it's always great to spend time, and uh, I appreciate you giving me the time to talk about Ingram. Excellent. Well, looking forward to it, and keep doing what you're doing, and I know I'll see you soon. Sounds good, Frank. Take care. <laughs>